Welcome to Musings of an Honest Mom, not just another mom podcast. Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to say that I have a guest here with me today, so I don't have to talk to myself, finally. And by the way, you're all welcome to send me a DM or to email me if you would like to be part of this podcast. Um, I know, I know I did get some feedback. Some people said they would want to, um, join first for a session or a podcast. So can't wait to uh, be in touch with you guys. Okay. I'm going to introduce my guest today. Her name is Shana. Hi. And she's Shana. Yeah. (laughs) And she's, um, doing national service here in Israel for this year. She is, a wonderful human being working with special needs kids, and she just happens to be in Israel. In Israel, and my sister. <laughs> she happens to be my sister. Yeah. So, we're really excited to have her here. And today, we're going to talk about uh, losing a loved one or somebody that's, I guess, really close to you um, from a sudden death. And yeah, so please bear with me. This is like a very uh, impromptu like session and um, podcast. So if there's any, I guess, <laughs> if anything doesn't sound polished, that's because it's not. So here we go. Yeah. Um, Shana, so I wanted to ask you, um, when did you lose your mom? It's my, she's my mom too, but so this might sound confusing, but uh, just to sound organized uh, for that purpose, I'm going to yeah. ask you like that. When did you lose your mom and um, how old were you? I lost my mother when I was in 10th grade in the middle of the year. It was when I was 16. So, and my older siblings, Karen, Dina, and Gabby, were all in Israel. So, it was just me, my father, and my younger sister after she passed away. So, that was a different um, type of like situation afterwards. But, yeah, I was 16. Aww. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, thanks so much. Um, um, yeah, so my next question was, is uh, what's it like, you know, being um, one of the only siblings at home? And because basically um, it was your younger sister. She's also my younger sister and you just at home. Uh with our father. So what's it like? Like, did things, like, were you, did you have to take care of more things? Um, did things change at all? Like, yeah. how did that, like, how did that feel? And what yeah. did that entail? Well, I was, I became the older sibling in the family, like the oldest, or what, the eldest in the family once we left Israel. So I did have a lot of responsibility from a young age. So I was a bit more used to that um, life. So I did take on a, a slight, slightly more yeah. <laughs> um, bigger role. Um, I like would, I, I helped before um, my mother passed away a lot around the house. So it was, I don't know, I, I guess it eased into the situation from going from a house full of siblings to moving to Israel and then to losing a parent so I guess it was sort of a path that led me to being able to be independent um like independent in the house or 
an independent personality, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. No, you're doing awesome. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you're here because it's, like, really not an easy thing to talk about. I know for me, like, I actually have this, like, uh, you could say, like, aversion to talking about it a lot. Or when I talk about it, I'm, like, very cynical. So, like, I'll, like, throw it into, like, a sentence when I'm talking to somebody very awkwardly or, like... Like, I don't actually feel like I take out the time to talk about this in, like, a... In a forum. Yeah, in a forum or in, like, an actual constructive way. Just very, like... Yeah. So... I agree. You don't either, you're saying? Right. Yeah, I would go... I went to therapy sessions after. um, But it wouldn't... It helped. It helped me, in a way, to be more accepting of the situation. But in the beginning, I think it's more to go when you're ready because I had to, I went like a few, like a month or two after my Mm. mom passed away. And for myself, it wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. But um, I did it so for my father because he wanted me to go and to make my teachers happy. And I think therapy is good if you want to make yourself happy and if you want to do it for yourself. So... In the beginning, it wasn't helpful, and uh-huh. I also went a- another time uh-huh. because more people asked me to go. But, um, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> a whole I, band of people go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go. I don't oh, know. So I think I'll start. Really I'll start therapy again when I am ready. And um, actually, I'm also in the middle. Of, my boss is asking me if I should go to therapy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, she heard our, my our story. So she's like, would you like to go to therapy? We have a therapist here for you. And he Whoa. So I'm like, yeah, maybe. I just want to, like, go when I'm ready, you know? Like, I guess I realize that now that every time I would go to therapy is when someone would tell me to go. Right. So I think, I think it's a therapy's important if you feel like you're going to get abuse out of it and change from it well, with your own like thought like of going it's so crazy that like all these different people ask you to go like go to therapy yeah. so like that happened twice then a third time but i for me like the times i went to therapy twice since then it's been three years but twice since then is not meaning i went to one therapist for maybe close to two years and then and i agree with you on what you're saying because I went then because I I said, this is something I have to do because I lost my mother in a traumatic way. And Mm -hmm. so then I went and then I, things were okay, but it wasn't the best match. Like my therapist wasn't the best match for me. I only realized that afterwards, you know, after I was finishing up with her, because now that I'm in therapy, my therapist is amazing. And I chose her like I I chose I mean I feel like I chose her because I, I feel like I chose to go to therapy and it's so much more constructive yeah. I feel so much healthier and I'm doing it for myself yeah I'm not doing it for I mean obviously when you do it for yourself it has a good impact on people around you I'm not doing it for my husband I'm not doing it for my kids I'm literally doing it for myself yeah. and I'm actually not going to like grief counseling but it ties into my whole life like losing yeah. somebody so it comes up and I talk about it and um I did do EMDR a few times about it so like I totally hear you because like if I wouldn't have wanted to go to therapy then it would literally be like right like if I was forced to go to the therapy this time I wasn't forced last time but I kind of thought I should have just did it right I feel like also forcing you're not really like growing from it you would just like just like take it as it is and just listen to what the therapist is saying 
and wouldn't take it as constructive as if you would do it on your own. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, like in the like like she would like ask me to to um like imagine different things or or picture certain things and I would yeah. do it, but I was like. But I would say, like, I can't, I'm not able to see it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't see the colors and I can't see the boxes and I can't oh see gosh. that. And she was like, okay, like, no problem. Like, and then she explained to me what to do. It never worked. But now that I'm in therapy and I want to be there, everything works. It goes so well. I enjoy it. It's my day of the week that I look forward to. Yeah. And I feel so much, like, I love going, like, I feel like I'm talking to a friend she is a therapist, but she she's not like she's there just to help direct me. So, yeah. yeah, sorry. Okay, I went, yeah. I well, went that off was topic. A, no, that was a cool thing that you said about the boxes and picturing things. Because I I went the first when I went really early in the after my mom passed away. So um, she would she asked me the question like I just came up with the thing saying I I can't remember I don't remember memories of my mother and I'm, I'm it's. And she taught me that it's about trauma, but I still think I can't really remember the the times with her or see the pictures like you were saying with the boxes. I don't know if that has to do with anything in the therapy that you, session that you went to with the boxes, but that's what I, I just made me, that just popped up in my head when you said that. So. <laughs> I, well, I'm not a therapist, but I really believe that certain people also, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I'm just going to take a drink of water. There's no more. But, um, sorry guys, my daughter's at home because it's election day. Actually, both of my kids are at home, but one of them is hopefully going to stay uh, sleeping. He's been napping for a few hours. Um, so that's the background noise, and that's the little cute voice that you hear, but I'm sorry for that. Um, but my other question was, is it okay to ask, like, how she passed away, just in case people don't know? Or is yeah. that too intense? Should I Should I skip this one? No, you could ask. Okay. I think, <laughs> sorry. In general, if if a person would come up to me and ask me like, "Oh, um, are your parents together?" and I'd say no, and then I'd say my mom passed away, and then they they just like freeze and like they don't talk. So I would I totally understand if a person would come up to me and ask me, "Oh, how did she die?" Like it shows that they're interested in my life and want to like be there for me in a way. So, but yeah, she uh, passed away. Um, in a car accident when she was taking medication that was um, made her more drowsy so she fell asleep at the wheel and she passed away and <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was crazy actually right before she left the house um, just being a teenager I, I, I she left being angry at me because I was being really disrespectful and yelling in a because that's I guess what teenagers do but um yeah so she left and I still hear the slamming of the door when she leaves the house when she left the house so it's hard in that sense I guess but um yeah it's it was very, very crazy when we heard the news. We thought she was just going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. Or, and um, my sister was like, Shana, we're really going to have to help around the house more. We're going to have to take control and help her get around the house if she needs to when she has a wheelchair or when she has a cast. And I was like, yes, we'll do anything. And then she, my sister was 
my younger sister was so upset at me that I got that we had a fight right before she left. She's like, Shayna, this is this is probably why it happened. I don't know. I just I guess I just think about those memories a lot because that's like I guess the trauma that's with the actual accident or with the sudden um, situation that we were put into. So yeah, I think that maybe answered it. I don't know. Yeah, no. First of all, you really answered it, and like almost half of that I didn't know before. <laughs> so guys, you're also hearing it for the first time, but I'm also hearing it for the first time. <laughs> Um, and I feel really, um, that's like heartbreaking because like to have the, the trigger, to have the memory, like etched in your brain and the sounds of it, that is really traumatizing. Like, like my experience was like, I answered the phone when one of our sisters or siblings, our sisters called, uh, me and I screamed and I kind of just like dropped the phone and. Um, before I could hear the news, like, like I was told she was in an accident and I just started shaking and, uh, Donnie, my husband like figured out, but like what you went through is like so much more like feel like, like you actually felt it. You actually were there. Like you saw it and that's really hard. And also like, you're really kind. You're really kind for saying that you understand like why people would, um, freeze when, you know, when you mentioned that. For me, I actually don't understand that. So, like, that was the main thing that really bothered me um, was, or you said that um, you actually would understand if people would ask you how your mother passed away. When I was, you wouldn't mind. Like, but I, when our mom passed away and we're sitting Shiva, which for anyone who doesn't know, um, it's a Jewish custom to... Uh, Shiva, which means to literally sit actually uh, for seven days. Um, usually it's in a family, a family member's house. So at the time it was in my house, um, my apartment in Israel um, for seven days with the family and to mourn. Uh, people come and visit. You, you talk about the deceased and um, in Sephardic or Middle Eastern tradition, there's a lot of food which is my husband's a Sephardic, uh, uh, of Sephardic descent, Middle Eastern descent. So there's, um, you know, it's not a party, but it is kind of like, um, like a very warm food. thing. Yeah. Like comfort, comfort food, food. Yeah. to say, you know, to eat the food together. And, but that's really crazy. Sorry. I'm going back to what we were talking about before. That's really, really, just really horrible that you had to experience that. And also to have the hope. That she'll be in a wheelchair, and I'm like, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, she would be in a state where she could still be there as a mother. Um, but to, you said as someone to ask how they passed away, you said, oh. I would be like, I would be okay if a friend, let's say, or if someone I met would ask how they passed away, so... Mm, that's right. what you said. <laughs> Sorry, thanks for keeping me on track, but you're right. <laughs> I... I so that's really like kind like I feel like you're so like understanding to people because when I was asked that question that literally happened to me sorry I was explaining what the word sitting shiva is when we were sitting shiva um somebody that I didn't know or barely knew uh asked me that and I was just like it's like how did it happen exactly like 
because my mother, like details, exact details. She was like, ask me, oh, she, you know, uh, crashed into a bus, I heard. And she was like going on and on. I was just like really traumatizing. And and (laughs) just like there were a lot of things that people said. Like that's like something that I always feel like I always want to share. Like for people that are part of that community, the Orthodox community, like to really, I, ever since I lost my mother, so I go to, a lot of funeral, I know a lot. I've gone to like a really close friend's mother's funeral as well, and like, uh, I I went, I was at the shiva, and I've gone to like a few shivas, I think two or three, no three, and I go and I really don't talk mm. at the shiva, and that's what you're supposed to do, yeah. guys. Whoever keeps uh, whoever you know keeps this you know Jewish tradition, or whatever, you're not supposed to talk until you're spoken to. Mm. And so I actually, when the person wants to talk to me, if they'll talk to me about like good times that we had or memories that we have together because we're friends and they've lost a parent, like that's what we'll do. I'll I'll talk to them about whatever they want to talk about. But I think people have to be really careful, really, really careful because it can cause, yeah, it sounds comical. Like these things, we laugh about them now, Mm -hmm. but at the time I think I was just in shock and it was traumatizing. Well, yeah, I've never been to a shiva of a friend, and it's probably it's probably so hard on their part um to go to I'm saying to go to a house and like not know how to act. So I don't know how I would act in that situation, but some people just start talking because they they just don't know what to do. They don't feel like it's just not a good feeling in them in themselves. Yeah, and, like, they're uncomfortable. So they're uncomfortable with the situation. So. Sometimes they just blather on, and it's um, I don't know. So sometimes I've I've heard coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a coping mechanism. Um, but I I just I'm I don't know how I would act when if my if I would go to a friend's parents shiva. So I don't know. My friends uh came well when we came to Israel for the shiva, so for half of the shiva. So my friends from my childhood came and. They were also, they were being very respectful, and, like, once I started talking, they they acted like I was, like, normal, and that's, and I guess it's it's really mature of them, if for 10th graders, just to, like, just look at me as, like, a, just a regular friend, um, um, <laughs> I think she's, guys, she's watching a show, and yeah. we're just, she's really cute, mm-hmm. Aren't my daughter. And I think she's afraid of something that's happening, so we're just cracking up. We're not cracking up about, like, the subject, don't worry. Right. But, uh, <clears throat> but like, like you're so understanding. That's what I mean, guys, when I said she's, like, really kind. Um, My sister. No, because, I like, that you understand. In the actual situation, I don't remember, like, how I acted. I was not even, I guess I wasn't really listening to anyone. I was just, like, in my own head. But, um, in shock, probably. Yeah, it's yeah. I feel I feel like it's different for a parent who who's passed away in with um cancer or with a like a sickness than someone mm-hmm. who passed away suddenly. They're both very hard mm-hmm. in their own ways. Mm-hmm. But um, just to be prepared is different than to not be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess when um when the shiva would happen, like I guess. I wasn't really there, and I wasn't. I just mm-hmm. out, out in the in a different world. That my like, just looked at everyone around me. I felt like I wasn't there. I was like above them in a way. Yeah, like watching. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like a bad dream, like something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's really, really crazy. And it's really crazy to go back to that place because I don't really talk about it so much. I mean, I do, as I mentioned, like I talk about it in this like joking, it's not a joke, but like but kind like, of cynical like way. facts way, like just yeah. talking about a story. Like it's not nothing, most, no emotion attached in a way. Right, but exactly. A... I disassociate. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> no, but now I've... Uh, uh, what is it called? Associated? <laughs> like I've actually, no, I started, um, because having emotion again about it. Wow. So that's good. Cause that took me a good, uh, it's been three years. So, so I started like mourning her now, wow. <laughs> like that yeah. was like a little bit crazy. Okay. I could talk all day, but I, um, I, is there any like advice that you would give to people? Like if, um, who have a friend that lost, a parent or like um yeah a parent or a sibling or yeah like do you have any advice well i would give advice if they would come to me there was this one girl in my school she lost a parent and actually in shabbat she came up to me and like said oh this and this and this is all gonna be good in the end it's all good for a good reason for a good purpose and what you just not for a good purpose, but it's That's only, very... Okay. It's not, it's not for a good purpose, but it's for... It's all going to be okay. Um, <laughs> but it was uh, hard to hear at that moment. So I think if a friend would have, like, would have lost a parent or, like, would be in a situation, I would say... I would tell her, just come to me whenever you need. And maybe I'll, like, text her in a few years from then. Or just... I don't wouldn't want to go up to her and start giving advice that she's not ready for, it, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I don't yeah. I don't even know if I would have advice in this because I'm still like going through everything. So I wouldn't I don't I'm like learning on my own. So I don't not on my own. I still have family here with yeah. Me. No, no. I'm saying learning it's with my personal journey. Yeah, yeah. Learning how to cope with things at like one step at a time. So. I wouldn't know what to advise people in this like horrible situation. I'm saying yeah. horrible like experience. I'm saying right. No, like loss is a lifelong thing. So yeah. like when people say, "Oh, what would you advise?" is kind of like you're like like you feel like like I I totally hear what you're saying. I'm just like like I, I totally like get that like feeling that feeling that you feel of like constantly going through it and therefore not knowing what to tell other people because you're still going through it. Like yeah. you kind of need guidance. Well, we all need guidance in the world, yeah. but like in this situation, like we feel the loss every day. Like I know I feel the loss yeah. cause I don't have a mother, um, a mother. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's also, it's wild. Cause I can't imagine losing a parent at different ages. It's like very different stages in life. So, losing a parent, like, at when you're married, it's probably, it's hard in its own way, and it's crazy. Um, yeah, I can't okay. imagine. And losing my, my younger sister, she lost it, her uh, mother at the age of 14. Um, that's a crucial stage in life, going from elementary school to high school. So, it's two different, <laughs> it's two different um, experiences. And it's just, I don't know how I got to that from what you said, but it's, I guess, it's experience. Like, yeah, you just learn from all those 
stages, I guess also it shows how everyone in our family like grew in different ways from that stage in their life and took it in a different way, I guess. Definitely. Like each person really even that's why it's difficult kind of like yeah, Shiva sounds like a very comforting thing because it is, but it's very hard when you're in that one uh like space and you're all going through you all mourn differently and it does cause like tension and it causes like it's just it's really hard. It's like hard yeah. on a family level, it's hard on like a community level, at least for me. It was very hard like with my identity. It just like kind of there's everything that happened in my life before that and then after. Yeah, it's like two different lives. Yeah. I, two different um, stories, I guess. Because you start over, like, you have to s- start over. I was actually told right after, not right after, <laughs> but like, I was basically right after, like, you have to just move on and get, get, start life over again. Like, I don't know, not start life. We just, yeah. we were stuck in a rut. We just didn't want to go back to high school. I didn't want to go back to high school for, and we were just out of high school for, I think, a week and a half, maybe, or maybe just a week. And they were telling me to start, like, start getting back into routine. And for a 16-year-old to hear that after, like, her, after her mother passed away, they just want to stay and, like, think about what they just went through and not really just get pushed back into high school. Like, high school is, like, the most... Not a really fun place for I wasn't really in high school, so I can't. Yeah, (laughs) like, yeah. Actually, I actually went back to high school and I just put stuck myself into work because I just wanted to get my mind off of everything. So I guess in a way, it was good for school because I just worked really hard instead of instead of working on myself. I just worked on and just I guess and still doing that subconsciously because I'm always keeping myself busy. Um, <laughs> it's our way we survive, like fight or flight. Like either yeah. we fight for what we have to do or fly. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds nice to fly. No, I'm kidding. No, but yeah, it's but- hard. <laughs> no, it's hard like to fight every day, but that's literally what it is. If you want to, like it's, it's true. Like it, yeah. it basically like your only choice is kind of to just like fight for everything and just be busy, but at the same time, we also need to soak in just regular moments and just relax Emotion. for a bit. Yeah, and, like, connect to yourself, yourself. But it's hard. I don't know how. I'm still on a journey. I'm only I'm turning 20 next week, so I'm still on a journey. I'm <laughs> still a young life. girl. <laughs> yeah. You're a teenager. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. It was fun to be a teenager at last. A lot of different... A lot of different stages in my teenager teenage years. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna hope. It's just gonna go up from now. I hope. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> no, it will. I'm sure it will. And and um, you are shining brighter every day, and you're doing wonderful work. You are volunteering. You're working. Uh, your butt off. You are such a good sibling and daughter and aunt and okay no thank you okay okay this is good okay guys no you're such an inspiring woman okay and i love stop stop 
I love the femininity that you bring out into our fa- into the girls in our family. It's very inspiring. I bring out femininity? Like, the Sorry, feminine, my voice feminine. just, like, changed. <laughs> like, feminine ah. pride. Pride. It makes ah. me, and it makes me look at myself well. and be more proud to be a woman because of oh my God. Your, your proudness. I'm going to cry, especially on <laughs> election day. It makes me feel so good. But, but like, I hope. Yeah, I okay, see, thank you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that your kids are going to grow up to be so proud to be have a mother like you. You're being. <laughs> it's going to be. I'm just so excited to see them grow up and see that. It's going to be. Oh, it's gonna be such a blessing for me. <laughs> I'm like crying. I don't know what to say. Well, thank you guys um, for joining. I guess our DMC or <laughs> is that DMC. cringe? Is that, <laughs> is that not a thing that people say? Anymore? No, I think DMC. Nobody says that. I just, says that. Use, I just <laughs> Nobody. You're just trying to be nice. Nobody uses that. I yeah, I think that was in the t- early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a millennial. What can I do? Your generation. No, aren't you also millennial? Uh huh. So no, then millennials. Your your generation Z or no millennials like two thousand and up. I think right. So, so right. You're before the millennials. No. Oh, okay. You're no till two thousand. Oh. Okay. I think. <laughs> what a way to end up our podcast. You see how smart we are with. You know, um, <laughs> which whatever it's called, no, pop culture and uh, play stuff. No, I'm joking. Okay, guys, thanks so much for joining. Thank you. Bye. It was so nice. Thank you so much.